Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus. Stay chill or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. In this episode, we talk about how to eat so you can burn fat. I know that sounds a little too good to be true, but get excited because this is Tiny Leaps. Big change. Big change. another episode of Tiny Leaps, Big Changes, where I share simple strategies you can use to get more out of your life. My name is Greg Clunas, and in today's show, the question we really want to get the answer to today is how to eat so you can burn fat. And to do that, I'm sitting down with Jen Trepic. Jen is the founder of Better Life Now. She's the host of Salad with a Side of Fries. The podcast recently launched. Highly, highly recommend that you check it out. It's all about how to essentially have your cake and eat it too, both metaphorically and quite literally, actually. It's very much about how to live a healthy lifestyle without giving up the things you truly love and that have always been a part of your life. So I'm super excited to sit down with her. She is a Transitions Lifestyle System Certified and Nutrimetrics Certified Coach. She works with clients all over the world on their nutrition, their wellness, their mental wellness around just sort of their relationship to food and helps them transition and change their life. So I'm super excited to get into that. But before we do, if you've ever wanted to launch your own podcast, if you've been listening to this show for a while and you've thought, you know what, I could be good at that. Or if you already have a podcast and you want to learn how to grow it, be sure to check out Sparkology. Sparkology is my digital education platform where for one low subscription, you get access to everything I've learned about podcasting in the last five years, 50 plus podcast launches and 10 million plus downloads. To learn more, head over to sparkology.co slash tiny leaps and consider signing up for $1 where you'll get to try it out for seven days for just $1. So sparkology.co slash tiny leap. So with all of that said, Jen, how are you doing today? Awesome. Thank you. How are you? I'm fantastic. Thank you so much for being here. The The topic is how to eat so that you can burn fat. Yeah. What exactly, let, let's just get some clarity on this. What exactly do you mean when you say that? And I, I would love actually, if you could expand on why we're using the term burn fat instead of lose weight. 
That's exactly what it is, right? Most of the times when we're focusing focusing on being healthy, maybe, you know, lowering the number on the scale, whether we're following sort of like a a formal diet program or we're just trying to like, you know, cut portion sizes or be more mindful, what ultimately happens is that unless we're really smart about it, our body holds on to the things we eat and loses that weight as water and muscle. So what happens is the number on the scale is going down, but we're losing the water that we've been holding on to. Okay, that makes sense. That's a good thing. But we're losing the muscle, and that's what's really key about this, right? So muscle is metabolically active. Muscle burns calories, right? We have a mantra, muscle dictates metabolism. So... If by cutting calories or cutting out whole food groups, and maybe that looks like, you know, going vegan, trying, you know, no carb, trying, uh, you know, just to smaller portion sizes, whatever you're trying to do is essentially cutting calories or cutting out whole food groups, your body responds in a way where it's in survival mode. So what that means is it's holding on to everything. And instead of using the food you're eating for fuel, your body's holding on to that, what you're eating and burning your own muscle as the fuel. This is like the craziest part to me. So like we, the number on the scale goes down, right? We're following whatever program, the number on the scale goes down. Whatever program we're following is for a finite period of time, either because it's not sustainable or something happens and we throw it all out the window, right? We go back to these old eating habits. Now we have less muscle on our body to burn the fuel or burn the, of what we're now eating. So over time, you might be the same number on the scale as you were before when it goes back up, but by body composition, you're actually fatter at the same weight. So I love this because I think a lot of people don't actually think of, of their weight and their body as sort of having that distinction, right? Where you can lose weight, but that's not always a good thing necessarily. You're not always burning the right things. So when you say how to eat to burn fat, let's get into that exactly. Like how, ha- how does this play out in somebody's life? Like what is it that being able to understand this is really going to change for them and how they approach food and the things that they choose to put in their body? Yeah. So this is like the major thing that changed my life. So when we're consistent in eating this way, where we're keeping our blood sugar levels even, and we'll dive into that in a second, I'm sure, right? When you're consistent in that, your body will actually release the fat stores that it's been holding on to. So long-term, we can have our cake, we can eat French fries, we can you know, enjoy our lives and it doesn't necessarily have the same impact on our weight as it might today. So, and when we're healthy, it's really, it really becomes most about health rather than weight. You know, so I like to tell people, you know, health and weight are not inversely correlated, right? Just because you weigh less doesn't mean you're healthier. So we really focus on body composition. So one of the things I would highly recommend is that you have some way of measuring body fat percentage. Okay. And that's different than BMI. A lot of times people are like, oh, BMI. I'm like, not so much. (laughs) So BMI is based on height, weight, and age, right? Well, someone could be, you know, 25 
were 45, you know, 170 pounds. And they're going to give you, you know, maybe you're, you know, 5'8", right? It's going to give you a BMI exactly the same. But if someone's 170 pounds of muscle or someone's 170 pounds of fat, their health outlook is completely different. So BMI isn't the barometer that we want to be using. Got it. So how can somebody so focus on body fat percentage? Yeah. So how can, can somebody uh, just very quickly, how can somebody measure that body fat percentage? Like what, what tools do we need to buy? What are the, the sort of approaches to doing that? Yeah. So the most accurate are like the calipers where they, mm. you know, a lot of gyms have it where they like pinch you on your side. They're very accurate but sort of difficult to do. Mm -hmm. So I recommend to my clients a scale that measures body fat percentage. Mm. And one of the things that I recommend with that too is sometimes the more you pay for it, the more accurate it is, kind of. So use it more as a barometer for change rather than an absolute number. Got it. So we don't necessarily want to take it to say, okay, you know, 27% body fat, great, I'm good, you know, unless that 27% is in relation to 32%, you know, eight weeks ago or something like that. Right. Right. So use it more to measure the change than to say, this is my absolute number. Got it. Because, right. Because the the change is always going to be true. It's just, is this an accurate number or not? Maybe there's, there's variation, but if you're going down, you're always going down, right? Right. Right. Got it. Got it. So why is it that that this is such a hard thing for people to even think about? Because I mean, I'm sure for you, Jen, like this is this is your world. This is what you live in. So it's natural for you to think about food this way, to think about your body this way, to, to focus on the body fat percentage. Why is it that this isn't commonplace in people's lives? Why is it that we don't sort of think of this as normal people, quote unquote? Yeah. Well, and that's the thing is that this wasn't always normal for me, (laughs) right? I'm very much one of you who kind of dove into this and was like, why do I sometimes feel like I'm breathing and gaining weight? (laughs) You know, years ago, I, it was like, this can't really be happening, you know, or I would lose weight and then I would gain it back. You know, we, we Mm yo-yo. And I think the reality is it's not profitable for someone to lose the weight and keep it off. Ah. You know, I think big business plays a huge part of this. I, you know, the diet industry is multi-billion dollar industry. There's a lot of mixed information, bad science and marketing that we sort of have to wade through to figure out what we're supposed to do. You know, which is actually the premise of Salad with a Side of Fries, the podcast, which is you know, how do we get to the bottom of what's factual in all of this? Um, and also the fact that it isn't really a one size fits all, right? So what I'm going to talk about can be applied to everybody. And then within that, there's going to be nuances that your body responds to differently than how my body responds. Got it. You know, so we do want to customize it. But what I like about this is that it gives you a foundation where you can start making a change right now without driving yourself crazy, Mm -hmm. you know, and start moving forward. And then 
over time, I always say too, like the choices and the changes that we're willing to make today are different than the choices and the changes we're willing to make a year from now. You know, just like you talk, you know, tiny leaps. That's right. Like today's tiny leap, you know, is a big leap from last year's. Right. Right. So it's kind of the same philosophy. Support for today's episode comes from Teladoc Health. College is stressful. There's a ton of work to do. You're away from family, you're broke, and you're dealing with a lot of situations that you've never had to deal with before. So why deal with it all on your own? With Teladoc, a therapist is just a click away on the web or on your phone with appointments available seven days per week. You can choose the therapist who best fits your needs, have your visit from wherever you're comfortable, and do it all in a way that has none of the fear or stigma that therapy often has. I recently spoke with Dr. Desreen Dudley, one of the professionals available to you on Teladoc, and here's what she had to say for those of you who might be struggling with your mental health. I would say don't struggle in silence. Help can be very, very conveniently located to you, just a click away. You can have an appointment with a therapist, and even if you don't know anything else, you could just start there to get help. That's what I would say. Ready to get started? Head over to www.tinyleaps.fm slash mental health today to get started. That's www.tinyleaps.fm slash mental health. www.tinyleaps.fm slash mental health. Don't struggle in silence. www.tinyleaps.fm slash mental health. Yeah, I love that. So speaking of philosophies, because I want to get into the how, right? I want to get into the actual practical, how do we do this in our lives? Um, But I always love to tie things back first and, and correct me if this isn't the right way to do it for this particular topic. I always think that the first change that needs to happen is in how you think about something, right? And so from what I'm hearing, and this is just to reiterate and say it in a different way, What I'm hearing is that the first big change we need to to make in order to solve this problem for ourselves is to start looking at the body fat percentage as sort of the metric of change rather than the actual number on the scale or BMI or any of the other like metrics that might be a little bit misleading. Is that accurate? Yes. Awesome. So we've got that philosophy then. What what does the step-by-step look like? Yeah, so first of all, Just like I said, muscle dictates metabolism, right? So remember that one. The second one to remember is protein and fiber at every meal makes removing fat no big deal. That's good. I like that. Protein is clean, lean protein, Mm -hmm. right? I don't, it doesn't matter if that's animal protein or whatever floats Mm -hmm. your boat, right? (laughs) So protein. Fiber is vegetables and sometimes fruit. Meal is really every time you eat, no matter what snack or meal. And so if we follow that guideline, it can help push us in the right direction today, no matter what. But here's kind of the underlying and sort of the nitty gritty to this. It's understanding the glycemic index. So really quick before I dive into that, I just want to talk about like how the body works, right? So when our blood sugar is too high or our blood sugar is too low, our body is storing everything we eat as fat. So here's how this works. Do you remember um, that old I Love Lucy episode where they're in the candy factory? I don't remember any I Love Lucy episode, but I'll run with you. (laughs) 
Okay. So in this episode, Lucy and Ethel are working in this candy factory and the candy is coming down the conveyor belt and they're supposed to wrap it and put it back on the conveyor belt to go to the next dude on the line. Got it. Right? So when it's coming at a nice even pace down the conveyor belt, they're able to do what they're supposed to do. The comedy of it is that the conveyor belt speeds up and then they can't keep up. And so... Instead of sending unwrapped candies down to the next guy in the conveyor belt, they start taking every candy and shoving it everywhere they could, in their pockets, in their mouths, in their hat, like anywhere they can find a place to shove this candy, they do. (laughs) And our body sort of works that way. So when food is coming at a nice, even pace, right, our body produces insulin. It carries all the food to be used by our muscles and our cells as fuel. When it comes too fast, right, so speeding up the conveyor belt, either because we've eaten too much or we've chosen the wrong food, it spikes our blood sugar. It's like flipping a switch. Our blood sugar is now spiked, and then everything that comes after that is stored as fat. So what does that look like in real life? We go sit down at the restaurant, right? We order a salad. Then we order steamed fish and vegetables, And then they put the bread basket down and they're like, oh, right. (laughs) (laughs) We're like, oh my God, now this bread is talking to me and I'm really hungry. And you're like, well, like I'll just have one piece. Mm -hmm. It doesn't even matter when you start with the bread, it flips the switch, it spikes your blood sugar. And now your salad and steamed fish and vegetables are being stored as fat. Interesting. Right. Crazy. So the other extreme of that is when our blood sugar is too low. So why might our blood blood sugar be too low? Either we didn't eat breakfast or we didn't eat all day and then we eat dinner, right? Essentially what our body is saying is it's a time of famine, right? Like our our body has no idea that there's a refrigerator full of food that we're just choosing not to eat, Right. (laughs) right? So it's like, I don't know when the next meal is coming. If I'm going to survive, I have to hold on to everything I get so that I can use it to survive, right? right? So that's fat. Fat is fuel stored to be used later on, right? Like it was a survival mechanism when we were hunters and gatherers. But now that we're not, <laughs> our body still functions that way. So it says, okay, I don't know when the next meal is coming. I have to hold on to everything I get so that I can survive. Got it. So like I said, that might be not eating and then having a big dinner, mm-hmm. right? Or waiting too long between meals to eat. So the objective then is to keep your blood sugar in this middle zone. And when you're consistent in that middle zone, your body is never storing the new food you're eating as fat. And it says, wait a minute, it's never a time of famine. I don't need the fat stores that I've been holding on to. And it'll actually release its fat stores. But it requires us to be consistent. So how do we do that? Protein and fiber at every meal makes removing fat no big deal. That is mind blowing. (laughs) Which piece in particular is mind blowing? Literally, literally all of it. Like I'm I'm over here like I've never once thought about food like this. Awesome. I love that because that's what it is. It's a shift. And I'll tell you guys, for me and my own journey, learning this stuff 
is what allowed me to say I've kicked my food issues. I'm just like shocked over here. I've learned so freaking much. Uh (laughs) So really quick, one more thing before we go, because I don't want you guys to not get this. Okay, so the crux of all of this in eating to balance your blood sugar is understanding glycemic impact. Okay, so you can Google this. It's the glycemic index. So the glycemic index is a number rating given to foods based on how they impact your blood sugar. So you want to eat foods that are low glycemic index, right? Glycemic load is the quantity of the food. So you could eat, you know, something that's medium glycemic, but a whole lot of it, and it can spike your blood sugar. So you want to understand the combination of those things. Uh, One quick thing I want to, and I know we're a little bit over time here, but I just want to really answer this question for, for listeners. I want to really point out, like we haven't talked about calories at all. It was that purposeful. Well, the truth is a calorie is not a calorie. So counting calories doesn't give us the information we need. I'm concerned more about the nutrition in what you're eating than the calorie count. So when you eat protein and fiber, the calories take care of themselves. Your body will actually learn to self-regulate portions when you eat for nutrition. Wow, that's amazing. Um, so let's 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 tie this all together with a little knot. What is the first thing? Somebody listening to this who's always struggled with this part of their life, they've always had questions here. What is the first thing they can do to start this journey for themselves? And it's going to be a long one, but what is the first step today? Protein and fiber at every meal makes removing fat no big deal. Protein and fiber at every meal makes removing fat No big deal. Jen, thank you so much for sharing this incredible, incredible wisdom for us. I, I'm, I'm, I'm shooketh. I'm I'm walking (laughs) away, walking away with so much to, to, to change in my own life. Where can we connect with you further? And if we want to go deeper, we have other questions. Like what's the best way to do that with you? Absolutely. So Connect with me, Salad of the Side of Fries podcast, new episodes every Wednesday. We dive into all of this. My website is betterlifenowllc.com. You can learn more about the stuff that I do there. Connect with me on Instagram, guys. I'm at Jen Trepek, J-E-N-N-T-R-E-P-E-C-K. Slide into the DMs. I promise I will get to everybody. It might just take me a little time. Um, And actually, if anyone is in New York City, September 27th, I'm doing an event that's all about burning fat as fuel. Come learn more. The podcast is Salad with a Side of Fries. Check it out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts or on Salad with a Side of Fries podcast.com. Jen, thank you so much for being here today. And for you guys, the listeners, thank you for sharing your time with us I hope that you got value from this. If you did, reach out to Jen, reach out to myself. Let us know your thoughts. Let us know your questions, and we'll do our best to make sure you get the answers. Thank you again for listening. I've been Greg Clunas, as always. And remember that all big changes come from the tiny leaps you take every day. Every day.